Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. I tell them I'm not like the rest of them. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the show. I just got back from Nantucket and let me tell you, let me tell you, my life is always changed after I go there, after I'm on island, if you will. I belong there. For the months of June to August, I belong on Nantucket, okay? It was a magical, magical week. I went with Danielle, Katie, Brooke. I said our name so out of order. Brooke, Danielle, Katie, Colby. It was so much fun. Like, oh my God, the vlog is my favorite video I've ever posted. It's going live this weekend on Sunday. Um, It's a really big, big, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a masterpiece. It's a cinema masterpiece. Okay. I was crying, laughing so hard, obviously at my own jokes um, as I was editing it today. And I'm just in a great mood. Um, What else is new before we get into today's episode? Oh, before I went to Nantucket, I went to New York Stopped there for a couple hours, basically, to record some podcast episodes. So we have Liz Woods on the show today, and y'all are so excited. If you don't follow her, you need to. She is my favorite Instagram follow. I don't miss a single story, like volume up for stories. If I'm in public and I can't listen to it with volume up, I will click out of it and make a mental note, and I will remember and go back later. Like, I love her stuff. She's a pop culture queen. Um, I wanted to bump this episode up so it was, you know, as timely as possible. We're also talking wedding stuff. We're also talking books. Like, I just, I love her. Also, got some very big, big business news coming, actually, today or tomorrow um, on my Instagram. So stay tuned for that and my TikTok and everything. I can't, I'm not going to say it here, but it, it's it's big, big news. Just know that. Anyways, without further ado, let's welcome Liz onto the show. And just a friendly reminder, you guys can watch every single podcast episode on our YouTube channel. YouTube uh, channel is the podcast channel. It's just linked in the description or the bio. Anyways, without further ado, let's welcome Liz on to the show. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me. I was just saying, I downloaded one of your book recs for this weekend, but now I'm blanking on the name. It was a thriller you've been Was it The about. Quiet Tenant? <gasps> yes, it was. So I've been recommending it so much. My cousin recommended it to me. The problem I realized is like, I don't mind darkness. I don't either. Book. Okay, good. Yeah. Because after I recommended it, people were like, what is it like? And I was like, it's like room. And they're like, why would you just casu- casually mm-hmm. recommend this book? And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, like- I guess I just gravitate towards like the SVUs, 
totally. type books. Totally. So, yeah. What's your favorite like genre thriller? I'm like anything that's on Kindle Unlimited. Like I'm a thriller smut. Uh-huh. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's what I read as well. Yeah. yeah I, I try that. to mix in some good like substance when I can. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I like The Quiet Tenant because I felt like it was a thriller that kept the pages going. But I was also like, oh, this is quality writing totally. as opposed to some of the things I read when I feel like a little dumber after I read it. Yeah. This is real literature. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's also hard. Like, I don't want to pick up Proust. Like, I don't, if I try to read something that's above my pay grade, I won't read. So mm-hmm. I have to be realistic about the books that I do read. I had to be in a very specific mood for that. Yeah. You know? For like stuff that you would read in like a literature class. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes I am. It's kind yeah. of when I'm in my like, coastal grandma era uh-huh. and I'm not reading Ellen Hildebrand. Yeah. Then I'll I'll graduate to that. But also I'm I'm reading for leisure. I'm reading to enjoy it. Right. You know? Right. I think you have to set yourself up for success. I listened to your episode with Brett and I was taking some of the things that she was saying about running. And Mm -hmm. like, I thought about that with reading too. Like if you set yourself up to try and read like, you know, Jane Austen right away, I think you will quit. But if you set yourself up to read like Colleen Hoover, that's a really good intro into reading. That's why I tell everyone to start with Colleen Hoover. Yeah. And then people end up shitting on her. And I don't care. I love Colleen Hoover. Same. But it's a really good, it's like a gateway drug. A hundred percent. You know? Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk, obviously, pop culture with you. Yeah. And I need you to really take us back on your pop culture journey. Like, when did you become an expert? So I've realized recently, I think you said this, I can't like anything a normal amount. Yes, this is me. Like in elementary school, I was Harry Potter girl, which I think a lot of people are not trying to be a pick me. Like, I think a lot of people are like, I love Harry Potter. And they think they're so like different. It's It was the most popular franchise like <laughs> in history. But I was obsessed like my dad recounts this story of him chaperoning a field trip and one of my third grade classmates coming up to him being like why is she talking about Harry Potter all the time but then when I became when I was like 13 14 Twilight was like yeah that was girl my childhood yeah and then high school became Kardashians so I've been on that journey ever since and then of course I also love Taylor Swift as people like us do and so that's been like an interesting conflict because of those two sides while we're here let's just pause yeah because I wanted to talk about the list anyways yeah so this is an ongoing list yeah of ways to reconcile or reunite Taylor and Kim yeah if you were to bet on something actually happening to actually reunite them like how do you think it would go down it would be one of the Kardashian kids I thought Mm -hmm. that they were going to see her in LA I thought that there was like Penelope or North was going to say, mom, like all my friends are going to this show and I have to be there. And I don't think it's in the Kim or Courtney's nature to be like, no, we don't associate with her. Like you've heard Kim talk about how like she always plays Kanye in the car. Like she gives her kids, she separates her children from her own conflicts, like to protect them. So I thought for sure if there was going to be any sort of like merging of the sides, it was going to be on the kids. That didn't happen. But realistically, I think there will be no reconciliation ever. It's just kind of become like a fun game. Do you think it's because Taylor doesn't want to reconcile? Yes. I do too. Yeah. I think that it just became too deep. It went too far. I think Kim would like call her up. Like, why don't you just call yeah. Taylor, Taylor up, up. <laughs> like tomorrow? I think she she's like posted some of her songs. She dances to some of her songs. Like clearly also it's very favorable to be like on Taylor's side of the world now because she's just like absolutely peaking. But I think Taylor, the bridges have been burned and then some. Do you think the kids did ask to go? 
I yeah, just, I can't I do. see them not. No, I do. I mean, they're, they went to Katy Perry. They're pop culture girls. I'm sure all their friends were talking about it. And you saw some of like Kim's friends with their kids going. They wanted to go. So I don't really know what happened there. I would love to know. I would really love to know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. So back to you. So yeah. you grew up loving pop culture. Yeah. And then how did that, how did you start your Instagram? I just started talking about like the shit I like. And I think a few big accounts posted me. And so that got more attention, people following me. I think the biggest boost I got was I got a Skims PR package in February, 2020. Skims did like a campaign where they sent out PR to like Kim fans, not influencers. I wasn't an influencer or anything then. And so Kim reposts me. That got me a lot of followers and people were following me like for Kim. Since then, I find myself talking about a lot of stuff besides her, besides pop culture also. But I think that's how my Instagram like started and really grew. So Kim like DMs you. Yeah. So what was the first DM? Like when you got the Skims DM or when she just messages you, like, what do you do? I... My friends always make fun of me because I'm not like a like an overly physically enthusiastic person. Yeah. Like I remember getting the first DM from her when I posted about skims and she was like, hope you enjoy. And I was just like, I didn't know what to do, where to go. Like, I think the craziest, though, is when she just DMs me out of the blue, which happens very rarely. But when it does, I'm like, you were thinking about me like. I, it's wild. Like uh, occasionally I DM her about like the show or, you know, whatever. Like I love North's art or whatever. And so actually when I was planning my wedding, I was really trying to campaign to get Chris and Mario to do my hair and makeup, which didn't happen. And it's fine because this. it ended up like I thought I looked great with my <laughs> team. And so I was like tweeting at her relentlessly, just being like, hey, you know, if you could just send them my way because I didn't want to DM and ask, like, I'm not trying to actually get freebies. It was more supposed to be like a fun little Twitter like thing. A, like a bit. Yes, like yeah. a bit. I have a lot of those. <laughs> and she messaged me and was like, hey, they're super busy guys. Like, I have a hard time booking them sometimes, but like, let me get you their information and you can see if they're available. And I was like, she was like, I've seen your like requests, LOL. So that was crazy. It didn't work out because they weren't available also because like, they would have been out of my budget for sure. Mm -hmm. How um, much do you think they would charge? In all seriousness. I think probably like upwards of like 30K each. Yeah. It's just so crazy. Yeah. Honestly, I would think higher at this point. Yeah. No. So so would I. In fact, I, I think they wouldn't even like do small people like just for the sake of it. Like I saw yeah. they did Michaela's, but that's because Michaela Noguera on TikTok in, in peace. That's like people don't know. But that's because they have like worked with her before and she's huge. Like she's a like a... TikTok beauty girl that everybody knows. I don't think they would just do anyone's. Maybe if the if the price was right and they were available. But yeah. The price is right. I'm sure they would. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's wild. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you and Kim talk about? Everything. Like I've been openly like critical of some of the things that she does. Like I, I try to be conscientious to not just like blow smoke up her ass all the time because I think it's unhealthy to be like a stan that can't see when the celebrity you like is doing something you don't agree with. But I talked to her about the show. Like I give feedback when I feel like the show is really good. I really won't like message her critical things, but like I talk on Instagram about. I always wonder if she sees those stories. I don't look and like I can't see if she usually if she watches it will like I'll see her verified check watching it. But I do think it's possible that 
other people in her camp watch me sometimes without sounding too like boastful. I think it I, no definitely. I, they're I, very they're in the know. They're yes. constantly watching. Yes. And I speak with the knowledge that like it could get back to her. So I try to be respectfully critical. And I think that she one thing I admire about her is I think that she can take that. I don't think she's the kind of person who would be like, oh, you don't love everything I do like axed. You know? No, I totally agree. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's crazy. And my friends like freak out about it. I still freak out about it, but I try not to abuse it. It's a privilege to like be able to DM her. I've been spending my honestly entire life in my backyard because as you guys know, probably at this point, I got a pool. It's the only way to survive the Texas heat. It truly is. And something about a pool made me love a spritz. This is my new thing. Actually, it really started from a dinner party a couple months ago that I hosted with hosts, which by a couple months ago, it was a couple weeks ago. I have no reference of time, but I got really into Aperol spritzes and now I need Aperol spritzes constantly at the pool. And I've been loving Drizzly. Drizzly is the most convenient way to buy beer, wine, and spirits with delivery to your door when you want it. So Drizzly is the go-to app for drink delivery. You can get Aperol, you can get Grand Marnier, you can get Sky, you can get Espelon Blanco, Espelon Reposado, Wild Turkey 101. I mean, they have so many things. Drizzly is here to be your partner in parties, meaning that they're here to help you take the grunt work out of the get together so you can be a confident host and actually party at your own party. There's nothing worse than hosting and being stressed out and you're not even enjoying your time. You're not even enjoying your guests. You're not even enjoying the night that you've created or for me, the daytime lately, because let me tell you, I also at the pool, I got this amazing rolling cooler. You might've seen it on my TikTok. This is another thing that I've turned into an entire personality trait. It's like my new thing that I need to fill it up with things. So I'm filling it up with the things that I got from Drizzly. So y'all can download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That is D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and use code I love you to receive $5 off or $0 delivery fee off your next order. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and use code I love you to receive $5 off or $0 delivery fee off your next order. There's nothing worse than having a ton of people over or just really, you know, having a great time and then realizing you ran out of everything and now people are stressed or like needing to go somewhere or needing a drink or needing or whatever. And listen, this is like hosting one-on-one. Come prepared. And then when you don't come prepared, have Drizzly in your back pocket because then Drizzly can help you. Okay. So again, that is download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and use code I love you to receive $5 off or $0 delivery fee off your next order. Must be 21 plus, not valid in all states. Codes cannot be combined with any other offers, not valid at all retailers. Code expires 9-8-23 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Are you going on date after date and still not finding the one or getting a text back? Well, you're probably doing something wrong. And I am here to tell you exactly what that is. I'm Lindsay Metzler and I host We Met at Acme. It's a dating podcast that gives you all the rules and guidelines that you need to date successfully. Hey, it worked for me and now I'm married. So you really should give it a listen if you haven't already. And you can also hear the horrors of dating. Everything that you want to hear is in We Met at Acme. So check it out.
At this point, y'all probably do know how I feel about On 34th, which is Macy's latest line. But if you don't, let me give you a little refresher. Let me tell you, okay? I've been posting them on Instagram. I've been posting them on YouTube. I probably posted them on TikTok as well. I've talked about them in the podcast. I'm talking about them not during ad reads, by the way. I mean, I'm just talking about them all the time because I love their stuff. There are these pants that I have from there that just have changed my life. And listen, if you're a corporate girly or you're just trying to like Sophia Richie your style, these pants, DM me for the link and I will send them to you. I've been posting them everywhere, so I'm sure you guys have already seen them. They're the best pants ever. They're the women's pointy, pull on wide leg pants created for Macy's. Those are the pants and they're amazing. I have them in black. I have a size medium. The only tip I would give you is to go down a size, go to size small. So anyways, they're very flattering. They like snatch you in, but they also feel like sweatpants, but they look really nice. And as someone who is just chronically lazy with their style and just like always wants to be comfortable, and that is at the end of the day, my top priority, these pants have come in clutch on many occasions. Actually, a lot of which when I'm recording the podcast. Let's be real. Sometimes things get so busy that planning your outfit around your day can get very overwhelming. Macy's all new brand on 34th was designed for and with women like you. Made for your body, your style, and whatever your day has in store. Each piece is designed to mix and match seamlessly with everything in your closet. Need a blazer to go from work to after hour drinks, pants with the perfect amount of stretch, like I said, or a statement skirt to go with sequins. Then on 34th is your new go-to. So check out Macy's.com to shop on 34th now. Please get my favorite pants ever. I also have sweaters from them. I have tops. I have tank tops. I have so many things from them and I really genuinely love them from the bottom of my heart. Again, check out Macy's.com to shop on 34th now. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I love the video when she, I don't know where you guys were in New York somewhere. Yeah. And she was like, wait, is that Liz? Yeah. Like that is so crazy. Yeah. That's how, that's another reason I know, like she knows to an extent, like who I am either because she's seen my Instagram page or whatever it may be. I was like, I knew she was at the hotel she always stays at. And I had a free 30 minutes. So I was like, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to be one of those people. I would not do that now, especially after the video of Taylor came out in the, at the beach. I was like, OK, I can never do that, that again because that was the craziest. That was thing horrible. I've ever seen. Yeah. Imagine, too, that you're Taylor at this wedding yeah. and it's not her fault. But like how embarrassed you would feel that you're like, no, I don't want to say ruining, but yeah. causing quite the scene at yeah. one of your closest friend's weddings. I think that that plagues her. Like, I think yes, that, I agree. Yeah, clearly. That's that's horrible for her. Although I do think Jack and Margaret, when they were planning, they they had an idea that that would happen. They had it in like a late like layman's territory in an LBI. It, it wasn't at like a secluded club, which I'm not saying like you should have had it there because it's it's their wedding to plan. But I'm sure that they expect that with her. That's just so scary. Yeah. Mad scary. That. I would just never in a million years want to be that level of famous. No. Ever. You don't get to have a life. No. And I imagine it gets harder and harder for her to find love. Not that that's her sole purpose, yeah. but we know Taylor. Like she, she's a hopeless romantic at the end of the day. I think she thought she found it. And it makes me sad that for so many reasons, it, I, I have no idea how you date someone no. when you when your life is like that. But also there's always the, am I going to be the next person that she writes about, which is a trope I don't necessarily agree with, but I can understand being a guy yeah. and thinking, 
I don't want to be like, you know, they hear about Taylor writing about guys all the time. Like I could chill in hall. Right. Like mayor. Right. Yeah. So I could see being like a kind of misinformed guy being like, well, I don't want to get in a relationship with her because what if she doesn't like me or something? Yeah. So what do you think actually happened with her and Joe? I mean, I only have you're losing me to reference, you know, that song. Yeah. And she talks about she says, I wouldn't marry me either. So I think it's I, I don't know if he couldn't pull the trigger on that as like a lot of men, normal men are like commitment phobic. But I also think the narrative in the press about like he couldn't handle her fame. Like when they were together, it was when they got together, she was kind of at a, a low personally and professionally around like the reputation era. And then they were together and she's, you know, she toured and then you have COVID. So the, the time they were together, a lot of it was not like Taylor peaking like mm -hmm. she is now. So I do think it's possible that he couldn't handle it. Yeah. Hang. She was that was like the most low key that she has been in so long. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that was comfortable. Maybe, I don't know. I'm speaking out of turn, perhaps. But I do think he wasn't down with like how crazy her life became. Yeah. Yeah. It's so wild, too, to think about Taylor Swift because I just remember so vividly being in like the fourth or fifth grade and sitting back when everyone had computer rooms at mm -hmm. my neighbor's house and we would watch the Our Song music video over and over and over again. And even just to see her stardom like growing up and going to every tour and yeah. seeing everything like you just think like she can't possibly get bigger yeah. because she's so big and somehow it's like you can't even describe it. It is the wildest thing. Yeah, it is unprecedented. And what's crazy to me, too, is that she she will not stop like making music. Like people ask me all the time, oh, do you think she's going to retire? Like, do you think Eras is like her kiss goodbye to touring? And maybe it's like for a little while because there is something there is some finality to it in the sense where she's doing all of these albums and she's celebrating all these albums and she's re-recording. But I, I think and she said as long as she can. Like she loves writing and releasing music. So the crazy thing to me is not just how far she's come, but like how far she's yet to go. I don't know if we'll ever see. I who knows if right now is her peak and yeah. there will be lulls. I hope there won't be. But it's crazy that like I, I don't even think this is like peak for her. Yeah, same. Yeah. I would really love to know. I know everyone's saying this, but like genuinely from the bottom of my heart, I would love to know her fitness routine, her wellness routine, her yeah. daily routine to be able to pull off what she's putting off. Like, do you think she just like sleeps in an ice bath? It's crazy. I mean, I always kind of make fun of the shoes that she wears because I think mm -hmm. that they're not, they're ugly. Like, to by the way, I totally agree. Yeah, they're not cute shoes. And she <laughs> kind of has this like, I don't know how I would describe her vibe. Like she has a kind of a crunchy granola mm -hmm. sense of style, which I think she acquired like during the folklore Evermore era and she never really graduated from. But then I realized she might just be wearing like orthotics, like because her feet hurt so badly. <laughs> so and and so I'm like, oh, like that. That's why. Although I do think you can get like cuter, comfortable mm -hmm. shoes. Your Taylor She's Swift's. always been like that. Like her her shoes, I remember even in like 2008. Being is that right? Kinda, yeah. Like the the shoes is not a new, that's not a new thing. No. Okay. No. I, but I do like that. I like that thought because it, I like that idea better, but I think it's just her. It's just her style. Because even this like kind of crunchy granola style, I feel like she's always had that. It's just become a bigger thing through folklore and evermore. I, yeah. I that's always been there. Okay. Good you to know. know. I didn't even, I don't think I ever realized that. I wasn't super, I've always loved her. And then yeah. I think I became like activated in the rep era. So she's always kind of had a little, 
I wouldn't say it's as apparent as it is now, but yeah. there's always been that kind of vibe. I only say this because there's a girl that I grew up with that has a very similar style. Got it. And that's exactly how I compare it. And Got I it. always like, she literally just copies Taylor Swift. I'm like, yeah. good for her. You know yeah. what I mean? She's a little cringe and chuggy. Like, love yes. her. But yes. she, I don't necessarily have the same style as her. In fact, there've been a couple of carpets she's walked where I'm just like, you're Taylor. Like, mm-hmm. like I, the reason I'm critical of the style is because I have so much like faith in her. I do the same yes. thing with Kim. Like sometimes when I see the, like the fits, I'm like, this could be so much more elevated. Like you have the, all the resources at your fingertips yes. to be like so glamorous all the time. And by the way, you don't need to be glamorous all the time, but like some of the shoes I'm like, whoa. It's really the <laughs> shoes that get yeah. me. And again, I love her so much. So, love. I'm love love but it's the shoes yeah, I know it's the shoes yeah I, you know? and you have to humanize her because she can't just be totally. perfect no totally this yeah you do like with the girl right Exa- you know? exactly yes. that's how I feel about Kim I'm like well I can criticize her because we're friends <laughs> yeah, exactly like yeah. we're like besties exactly okay so what do you think I'm just asking you all these like pop culture things that are yeah. going out of my head Shoot. what's your theory with Scooter Braun right now so I think my thought is that by the time this come this podcast comes out we might have more insight I honestly don't think it's as juicy as people want it to be. I feel like it has to has to do with money because yeah. Hollywood really only cares if it's like money. Yeah. You I, know? I completely agree. Actually, Amanda Hirsch, not skinny mm-hmm. but not fat, she was talking about how she thinks it's possible that he's just like transitioning roles within his company. I mean, we know even just as viewers, consumers, that he does things besides talent management. Yeah. Like even his acquisition of her masters was you know, something else that he does. He's like an investor, I guess. So what I've heard and what I think is probably the truth is that he is just, he's moving away from that side of his business. But yeah, it's more glamorous to think that it's like a, it's a karma thing. I think (laughs) the likelihood of him just transitioning out is probably at like an 80%. And there's like yeah. a 20% chance that something shady is going on. And that's why everyone's leaving because it was like all at once. But like, why would everyone leave all at the same time? And if he's, okay, this is my only thing. Because I'm like, I think it's very likely that he's just leaving the management role, right? Yeah. But What's why, with all the people? Why would everyone, why would it be announced that everyone was leaving? Isn't that weird? I think it's possible that the the press is delayed and that this was happening over a few months. Mm. And now we're hearing about it because- one reporter said, you know, Ariana's leaving. And so everyone was kind of like, hmm, beca- because of his yeah. reputation in the in the industry. And then they were like, well, this is interesting. Like, are other people still with him? And I think so. My thought is it all got published at the same time. I don't know that they all stopped working with him at the same time, if that makes sense. OK, that's fair. Yeah. I think it probably isn't juicy, but like I, know, I would but love for it's it to more be. fun to be. Yes, it's and so much more fun. It opens the door to for collaborations that I don't think would have been possible if certain people were still managed by him. Like, I think a lot of people or maybe just a lot of people on Stan Twitter, like want to see an Ariana Taylor collab, Mm -hmm. which still might never happen. But I definitely don't think it would have happened if she was still being managed by Scooter, because I think there's just Taylor works with people who support her. There's too much bad blood. There's just no way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no way. Okay, what are some of your like pop culture unpopular opinions, things you're so uninterested in, something you just can't get behind. Hmm. For example, like mine, I mean, this is like, we're so behind on this. I feel like everyone's finally on this wave, but I've never in my life liked The Bachelor. 
I've never oh. been able to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Like I do. I haven't watched it in a long time. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that there are people who still do. Although, yeah. are you going to watch The Golden Bachelor? No. And that one, I actually could get can't behind be. if I'm being honest. Like yeah. that looks so sweet. But here's the thing. Like, I can't watch old people all cry. Well, I, I also have this problem, but I've decided I'm going to do it as like exposure therapy. Oh, that's good. And also he, not to like, you know, say something about old people, but like he's like, hot so okay, yeah. there's a difference between like you know when it when it's totally. someone who looks like your grandfather mm-hmm. and that is what you get a little like worried about because you, they, they feel vulnerable yes. and so it makes you like upset that you know their grandkids aren't calling them or they're eating alone this guy don't look like he's like eating alone yeah, he's totally fine he's hot yeah. it doesn't matter He'll, right he can fend for himself exactly yes so unpopular opinions I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion but I really try to approach all these like pop culture stories with a not a hot take but like nuance like that's what I'm always saying Mm -hmm. that's why I love following you thank you it's always fun to like be part of something and I'm not trying to be a naysayer just for the sake of it but like one example is when everything was happening with Scandaval is that something you keep up with okay so I know all the drama I I don't watch the show but I I can keep up I know the story okay so good you you'll follow so like immediately I had a sense that this was going to turn into something really ugly. Like, I remember hearing about it and being like, this is crazy. This is diabolical. These two people, they're so horrible. And what they did was horrible, like no excuses whatsoever. But I remember even in the beginning being like, she's just going to get demolished, like in the DMs. She's going to have to put her phone away. Like, so my approach with that, which doesn't necessarily answer your question, but just my perspective is like, I don't like pylons. I love like engaging in the monoculture. Like I loved the, what was that movie? Don't worry, darling. Like I love that, like that whole press junket because it was so like light and fun and we could all just like laugh about whether there was like spit or whether there wasn't spit. When it becomes like somebody's life and somebody's like character, I found myself feeling more sympathy for like Raquel than I think maybe other people did which isn't an unpopular opinion, but it's just like my pop culture perspective, if that makes sense. I agree. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if it's like the older that I get or like the years that I spent in LA or just like certain friends that I have, like there's always more to the story. Yeah. And that too. so many things that you see online, like I know this is not, I'm not saying something that people don't know, but like so much of it is actually not what happened. Yeah. That it, it's made me like, I always say like, I really don't like, I guess this kind of also ties to like cancel culture, but I personally don't want to be like so angry at someone that I've like never met in my life you don't know that them. I will never know that I'm not going to like sit down with, you know? Yeah. So I agree with that. Also, sometimes people just fuck up. Like sometimes people yeah. make really, really, really bad decisions. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that like they should, they're not, they shouldn't lose their lives over it. You right. know what I mean? Right. But it's hard when it's something that people feel so connected to. Yeah. But I agree. I feel bad about that situation, even though it's like, yeah, I guess you made your decision. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. I just don't think I don't think it's fair overall across the board. Yeah. I think the response was just a little bit disproportionate to what was done. I think that they made continuous bad conniving decisions over and over. Like it wasn't a one time bad judgment call. It was like a bad judgment year. Mm -hmm. Not even bad judgment, like bad, bad behavior. At some point, we're going to the Internet's going to take it too far and like someone won't be OK. I mean, I've that has actually happened. Like people have bullied people so much in the DMs that like people do lose their lives over it. And it's mm-hmm. horrible. So that's why I'm kind of like, OK, this is supposed to be like fun and light reality TV when it becomes like 
attacking people's character. Yes, they put their character out there for us to watch. So like, I think some critique is is fair. Yes, yes. But I think you just have to have perspective about like, they're also human beings, even if you don't like them. Yeah. That one specifically is just really difficult because it's like, feel like you should they should just shut their mouths at a certain point like just yeah. don't sometimes don't it's okay to hide you know yeah 100 like percent. it's okay to not say anything at all yeah agreed you know? agreed i i actually was surprised she went on bethany's podcast like i thought her not filming anymore was her being like goodbye done with her a public presence yeah but i i think it's i think maybe she's gearing up to do something else just not being on the show which would be crazy but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do like having the perspective, though, that like I don't know everything. And like you just don't have the background also. Right. Years and years and years of things like I don't want to have like I don't know. I just sometimes when people are so angry about something. Yeah. It just is like a little bit like much. Yeah. We were talking about this before we started. Like put your phone down, go outside and you'll see the world is like not as bad as the internet makes it seem. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy for the internet to, the internet could frame anyone as something and somehow do it. They would, they would succeed very easily because you can make things look a certain way. Scannable is different. Obviously, I'm not talking about that now. I just mean like cancel culture as a whole and the like life cycle of a troll. And it's like all of a sudden, like people love you and love you, love you. And then like one day they've loved you too much and then you annoy them. And then it's just like, they're and they turn on you and their whole life is dedicated to ruining yours. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think people have to remember that. I feel this way also about influencers. Like people feel a sense of entitlement to influencers, everything, because they're like, we got you here. Like you wouldn't be able to afford these things or take these vacations or do anything if it weren't for like us riding with you and us buying your things. But it's not particularly popular to like stand up for influencers, but I am sort of one. And so I feel like they're just people who are trying to talk about their shirts and makeup. Like everyone just needs to take a, a major chill pill you know yeah like a step back yeah catch some grass yeah on a walk yeah go on a silent walk i love a silent walk get a library you know? card like there's so much yeah, that get you a library do. card yeah. go ride a horse pet your dog right you know, just it, literally anything anything and i promise you'll feel better you leave, know leave influencers alone at this point i feel like half of my friends at least have met their boyfriends on hinge Hinge is the dating app that is designed to be deleted, which we love, okay? Hinge allows you to find great dates through profile features that help you date more intentionally. So intentional dating is all about knowing who you are, what you're looking for, and expressing those desires and wants to others, aka, in my eyes, it is wasting less time, okay? Hinge makes it easier for you to ask for what you want right from the start through their dating intentions feature. So with dating intentions, you can add what kind of relationship you're looking for on your profile, for example, is you can include life partner, long-term relationship, short-term relationship, and more. Okay, like for example, when I am dating, I make it very clear that I'm looking for a relationship because I'm not really trying to waste my time necessarily, especially if I'm like on hinge, if I'm like actively dating, you know what I mean? I feel like it just like saves time, it leaves less room for confusion and the assumptions, and it just helps you meet people who are on the same page. Again, I have so many friends who have met their boyfriends and or girlfriends on hinge. 
And it sounds like it's really doing something. Specifically, it used to be, I feel like, a bunch of my friends in like the big cities, like LA and New York, all of them had met their, you know, significant others on dating apps or Hinge specifically, I feel like has always been the number one. But even now, all throughout Texas, I feel like everyone's meeting on Hinge and I'm going to be there. So download Hinge and share your dating intentions to find someone worth deleting the app for. I feel like people can get a little, you know, maybe dating fatigue, feel like everyone sucks or dating is hard or people are just using you or people are you're just on the same page and whatever it is. Okay. And here we have Hinge coming through and saving the day with dating intentions. So download Hinge and share your dating intentions to find someone worth deleting the app for. Okay. Again, download Hinge guys. And please like keep me posted on how these dates are going. I'm very curious. I would love to know. I am back home. And after an exhausting week, I am ready to be back into my routine. Okay. The first thing that I am doing is I am reaching for my neutral full. A couple months ago, my sister was like, oh my God, your hair is getting so much stronger. It's getting so much better. It's growing faster. She was, you know, complimenting me. My sister does my hair, by the way. And you know, like sisters, they're really honest. And that's not normally what she says to me. And it's because I was taking neutral full. Okay. I am so passionate about Nutrafol. I was at a friend's house the other night and she was talking about how her and her husband need to be on something. And I was like, here's my code. Okay, there you go. But I've been off my routine and I, let me tell you, I can tell. So that is the first thing I'm doing. Actually, I'm like in my studio room right now and I have my Nutrafol on the counter because I'm bringing it over to my little like morning station so that I don't forget. Okay. Hair thinning is so normal. It actually happens to approximately one in two women. So if you're among them, no, you're not alone. I am I am one of them, unfortunately. So thinning is normal and Nutrafol helps women address it from within with science-backed supplements. I want visibly thicker hair. I want less shedding. I feel like sometimes stress makes my hair thin. I don't know. Maybe, or then maybe I get more stressed because my hair is thin. I honestly, I don't know. There's multiple root causes to hair thinning and Nutrafol addresses key root causes through a whole body approach to hair health. So Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. From postpartum to menopause and no matter what your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients so you can get the most reliable results. Go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through the whole body health. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol's women's hair growth supplements for six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off at your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code I love you. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That is Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code I love you. That is Nutrafol.com promo code I love you. Okay. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
So I want to talk about wedding stuff with you. Oh, yeah. Your wedding was like the royal wedding. I Thank was you. so excited for all the content. Thank like, you. I, and I knew when your wedding was because I don't remember you told me for some reason. Maybe because we were going to record this and you were busy or something. I don't remember. I knew Could when be. it was. So I was like waiting for it to come up. Like it was in the back of my you head. You were tuned in. Oh, I was. Oh, I was incredibly yeah. tuned in. What was your favorite moment? My bedeckin, which is a this is sweet. Jewish my siblings, ceremony. by the way, are Jewish, just so you know. Oh. So I, I do understand a lot of this. Half siblings? Step siblings. Step siblings. Yeah. Okay. So I have half siblings also. So I, I'm I'm literate in mm-hmm. like a mixed blended families. Yeah. So I'm not like particularly religious, but I have a friend who did a bedeckin at her wedding and that really inspired me to do it. It's essentially a first look, but like a one that you do in front of everybody. And it's very like spiritual and meaningful because it's usually the first time you're seeing the groom and vice versa, the the bride after a long time apart. So we spent the week before our wedding totally separate, didn't communicate wow. at all. We we saw each other at the rehearsal dinner, which is just like a, you know, we didn't do everything like by the book. But I I mean, if you're Jewish, like I just I so recommend doing that so much. I thought it was unreal. If you're not Jewish, though, I actually do recommend that the separation, like I know a lot of people can't do that. And to them, it's like their worst nightmare because they have, they feel like they have to communicate about the wedding and about the plans before. And logistically it's annoying, but having that separate time before the wedding where like we weren't communicating, I felt so grounded and like I got to spend time with my family and it was almost like I was, it was like symbolic sort of that it was like me and my family and like my alone time. And then Chris did the same thing. And then we saw each other and it was like, it made it that much more ceremonial. It would have felt weird to me to like drive to the hotel with him the day before. It makes perfect sense to everybody, to a lot of people, because it's like, well, duh, we have to get there and I want to be with him, which is great. Something about driving there together is weird to me too. I don't know how to describe it. It just feels weird. And I just didn't want to like go from our home to getting married, to coming back and being like, well, what? like nothing Mm -hmm. changed. I wanted it to feel like something changed. We've been together a really long time and I wanted it to feel different. So that helped. Okay, logistical question. So if people are doing this really by the books, then how do they have a rehearsal dinner and not see They don't. They don't. there's no rehearsal dinner? No. That that was like a a secular thing we felt we wanted to do just because like a lot of people were coming and we wanted to see them before. Yeah. You guys have been together for a very long time, too. Yeah. When did you start dating? In high school. Did you ever expect that you guys were actually going to get married? No. No. Never. And, like, I did something so uncharacteristic of me when I met him, which was, like, I, like, shot my shot on his Facebook wall, which, like, if you know (laughs) me, yeah, yeah. That's public. Yeah, I know. Digital footprint. And he was a senior and I was a freshman. So that was, like, also, like, a little crazy. But we went to a very small school. There wasn't a huge pool of people. I was probably a little precocious for my age, if I may say so. And so it just worked. And we stayed together through, he went to college in a different city. I stayed in Philadelphia for college and we stayed together the whole time. And then I moved to New York. He stayed in Philly. Like we were long distance for a lot of our relationship. Wait, this is crazy. Fresh. Okay. So freshman is senior and you stayed together all of college. Yeah. There was a little blip. Well, when he was going to college, I was like, we, this isn't going to work. Like you're going to college. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm young and I, you're going to have like all these girls and it's going to be so fun. And so we like briefly broke up like 
but we still talked every day. It was like nothing really was different. Yeah. But like we never had other boyfriends or girlfriends or anything like that. Oh my God, that is so nice. Yeah, it is really nice. And I I almost feel bad sometimes talking to girlfriends who mm-hmm. date because mm-hmm. I could never. It's horrible. Horrible. And just so like uncomfortable. Like I'm such a homebody. I'm a little bit shy. Like I can't see myself succeeding in those circumstances. And so I imagine it's just really hard. And I just hear horror stories and it makes me sad because I feel lucky that I found someone when I was like, so I was 14 when I met him. So you've never had like a heartbreak? No, no. When he went away to college, I was heartbroken because he was leaving, but I I wasn't like, he didn't dump me. Mm -hmm. I never experienced that. And so like when people ask me questions about like, what would you like? Sometimes people will DM me with like advice questions. Like I just got dumped. Like, what do I do? And I feel two ways. Like on the one hand, I feel like I actually have a a good perspective because I'm so divorced from that arena Mm -hmm. that I can offer something fresh. Whereas if you're a friend who's been through a lot of breakups, you might be feel like burnt out by the cycle that you might not be able to offer like helpful advice. But then at the same time, I'm like, I've never experienced this. So take like what I've say with a grain of salt, which is a total privilege and blessing I, I don't take for granted. To have never gone through a breakup, you don't understand what I would give. I would give anything. I listened to your episode with Macy and like <laughs> the way yeah. I... If, and that's just the day in the life. No, and also you guys both saying that like you've been through different, you know, mm-hmm. scenarios like that or just guys treating you badly. I actually, the first thing I think about is like who raised them. Like yeah. I would call their mom for real. Yeah. It's it's that's a disgraceful thing. And I was thinking about like if that happened to my friend, what would I do? And I just like the way that you all rallied around her was wonderful. Oh, yeah. There is no one. There was no one touching Macy. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, please go listen. It's actually really funny. But it was a really traumatic experience at the moment for everyone involved. Yeah. But I'm lucky in that I was always a relationship girl. So I've had like a bit longer term relationships. Mm -hmm. I've had big breakups. I've definitely got my heart broken. But I wouldn't say that I've dealt with. I've dealt with like someone who's like absolutely diabolical, Mm. but not necessarily like assholes. Like I'm not into that. Like you have, I'm so Texan. Like you have to be like nice and respectful and have manners and be kind. Right. All those things. So I don't really get into that. Macy has just gone through the ringer with some really, really horrible guys, but it is horrible. Like you're just, you're really lucky. Like you should just never take it for granted. And I trust that you don't, but I just like, I'm very jealous. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely understand. It seems impossible. And also it's just like you're looking for the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with and like the most time with. Like, it's just crazy that you like like Macy was, you know, texting her friends all day. And it's like you're just like trying to find the person that you're spending your life with. And like you don't know them like they're Mm -hmm. a stranger. I just I can't. It's the awkwardness of going on the first date and like not knowing what to wear, what to say, how much to drink if you're going to drink. And then also just like the most pressure ever in the world. And also I think women especially, of course, feel like they have a clock. And to some extent, there is kind of a clock. To some extent, there isn't. And it's totally made up. But it's just like an insane amount of pressure. I feel grateful. I That's something I don't have to think about. Mm -hmm. I got other problems, but. Yeah. Yeah. Does it make you like, how do you relate to Taylor Swift's breakup songs? Like, that's like actually a good question. I kind of not to sound so like so like I'm I'm an empath but like I do kind of hear it through her mm-hmm. story like when I hear That's a lot fair. of I when I hear a lot of those songs like I think of her and Joe 
Also, I've seen a lot of people talk about like the song Sweet Nothing. They associate it with like their mom because it's a song about like unconditional love. And I think that's really nice. But for me, I'm one of the reasons I love Taylor is because I'm all about lore. Like I love pop culture. So when she's singing about stuff and I like know the story that she's talking about, I'm like the first person in the car to like turn the music down and be like, do you know what she's talking about here? Like Mm -hmm. the amount of times I've asked Chris, like, remind me who Getaway Car is about just to make sure like he knows the, the story. I think that's how I relate to those songs, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if I were you, I would just on top of that, like, I would just translate them to another area of my life. Yeah, I know? think I do that too, probably. Yeah. The examples are evading me, but I'm I'm sure when I listen to those songs, like sometimes I think about other things. Yeah, because also like breakups or the feelings that you get from a breakup or heartbreak can be applied to other areas of your life, not actually just like a romantic heartbreak. Definitely. Just so like any, any challenge or grief, mm-hmm. for sure. At what point were you like, I'm going to marry this man? Way earlier than he realized mm-hmm. as women and men often are probably when I was like in high school. I think I am essentially an only child. Like I said, I have much younger half siblings. So even though I have siblings, I didn't have any like peers. So in a lot of way, I was kind of like, not to sound sad, but like like alone, like growing up. And so the second I had someone who was just like a partner and a person I could always count on who was like my peer, it just became like we were inseparable. And I don't think there was ever one moment where I was like, I'm going to marry him. But it just like we gradually just got closer and closer. And he's the person I could depend on for any and everything. And so I guess when I saw when I started to see people around me start to get engaged, that's when I was like, oh, like, let's let's put a ring on it. You yeah. Know? Like, let's let's get this show on the road. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What's your engagement story? We got engaged in Miami at the Fountain Blue. I wasn't surprised. Like that's mm-hmm. people's first, a lot of people's first question. Like, were you surprised? No, but I wasn't upset with not being surprised. I was glad I was prepared. I don't really. Oh, I don't want to be surprised. No, no. I'm fine with him thinking that I'm being right. Surprised, yeah, yeah, yeah. But totally. like, I'm, I'll lie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like I will know. You, you just can't get something past me. Right. And also, I don't know about you, but I really wanted to be like involved in the ring process. And like, oh, I'm picking my ring out. Right. Yeah. Which I, I think that's how I needed it to be. It's yeah. it's what I'm wearing on my finger, hopefully for the rest of my life. So I don't want it to be like what you think I like mm-hmm. because I don't I don't trust and like, that. I I will have the taste. Yeah. You know, right. So it's like an important. Yeah. You know? So because of that, I wasn't super surprised. I knew the timeline and it sounds like you will probably be in a similar boat someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you feel about like wedding planning the whole the entire process it was hard it was horrible and like my husband knows that and I I think like if anyone's listening and you're planning a wedding or you're you know you're a bride you know like you shouldn't take that period to be or like a reflection on how your marriage is going to be because there were some times when I was like oh this is like scary like I hope this isn't you know the the moment that represents like how our relationship is going to be when we were fighting about the wedding and it wasn't it was just it's the first time in many people's relationships where you're first talking about major things like money and whose family is coming to what and how much are we spending on flat? Like, don't get me started on the flower conversation because dance floor, the, the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was really actually a psycho moment for me. But no, I mean, if you've planned a wedding, you know, the flowers like it's it was hard because I wanted to be mindful of the fact that it's just one day, but it's also like the biggest day. So I was constantly going back and forth about like, is this worth spending money on? Is this worth spending time on? 
and I was super detail oriented, but it was really hard. I, I did not like the engagement period. I love the period before. I love marriage. I didn't like engagement. I've never heard a girl say that they liked planning their wedding. Really? Ever. And I've had quite a few people on the podcast and we've talked about this and there has not been a single person who's been like, I loved planning my wedding. They're all like, it really sucks. Yeah. I don't, I can't imagine how it would be easy. I mean, I think maybe there's sometimes where you just get like a, a free checkbook and the man is like, I don't, you don't need to consult me about anything. And then, so maybe that's Okay, but for me also, I wouldn't like that. I don't like that trope of like guys being like, I don't care, babe. Like, I'll just show up. Like, I think that that's maybe that works for some people. And there were times when I wished Chris was like, like, butt out. Like, this is my thing. But he he wanted to be involved. He's like, this is my wedding. I'm not like just letting you do everything. I don't want to be like, what day is it again? Mm -hmm. But I, it's it's hard. It's it's hard. A man has to be like perfectly in the middle. Yeah. Of having a say yeah. or, or wanting to have a say or having interests having interests yeah. is a better way to put it yeah but also letting you do every single thing that you want basically totally and they've just got to find that middle ground and no one's there to help them in yeah. their defense you yeah. know and they're just they're going to be wrong right they're going to be wrong and i think ultimately like our wedding was it went off without many hitches some of the hitches were out of my control it torrential downpoured that day which mm-hmm. by the way if you're planning a wedding just know that like it actually was it was it was amazing because for so many reasons I think a rainy wedding day is special it really was raining though like it was bordering on hurricane but it made everybody it forced everybody closer together everyone was together for the cocktail hour it was super like congenial is it there is some like symbolism behind yes. what is it I think they say it, it's like better like, fertility oh, I think it's a really? fertility thing which like I don't know but and I hope I'm not wrong but I think that's one of the like it's a blessing of fertility they say but all that to say like some things are going to be out of your control the best advice I got was like fake it till you make it which people say all the time and I I don't usually believe them but in this scenario it was true like the party will follow the bride if there's a happy bride there's like a happy wedding which is true like if you think about a wedding where the bride is like ebullient and like excited and 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 so happy like it's you have a good time because you're like this is love like this is what it's supposed to be about if you have a little bit of a bridezilla i can see it being like people feeling uncomfortable and tense yeah yeah well i'm glad that you had a great wedding thank you and i'm glad we're past that part of your life yeah no Every day I wake up and I'm like, I'm not planning a wedding and I'm, I'm legit giddy. See, that's another thing people have said on the show before, like they're verbatim. They're so like, glad. I loved, you know, being engaged. Yeah. I love not being engaged even more. Like, yeah. I like being married and I wake up every day and I'm not planning a wedding. Yeah, it's it, I spoke to someone who said that the best night of sleep she ever got was the night before her wedding, which you'd think it wouldn't be that way. And she was like, because there was nothing left to be planned. There was not yeah. like a to-do list. There was nothing. I just woke up the next morning and everything was like there for me, which is other advice. Get somebody, get other people to do your shit. Like it's okay if you can't get a planner or whatever you need to just like outsource all the little things for your wedding day, whether it's to like your mom, your friend, your maid of honor, whatever. And they'll do it that day. They will. No they'll complaints. have your backs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about books with you. Yeah. Because you're also a reader and you know, readers are my favorite people. I do. Okay, so I know we already talked about, what is it, The Quiet Tenant? Yeah. Oh my God, I can't remember it. What are some of your other like favorite books? I love A Little Life. Have you read A Little Life? Which is not like the genres I was explaining I like before. It's just kind of like 
tragedy porn, which is probably why I like it. Mm-hmm. I think dark. if I yeah got it dark. If I read it now, I don't know if maybe I would like it as much, but I read it six years ago and it just stuck with me. Like I thought it was so the characters were so vibrant and it painted friendship in such a beautiful way. And I honestly like books that can talk about grief in a um, an honest way. Mm -hmm. That's also I loved crying in H Mart. Have you read that Mm -hmm. one? Another really good. It's a memoir about grief. Though those aren't my typical, like I would say the genres I I find myself reading aren't necessarily the genres that have my favorite books because to be honest, like those aren't the books that stick out. The ones that stick out to me are the ones where I like venture off course. Yeah. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Did you read any Rebecca Yaros? No. Is the she one? the fourth wing? Yeah, but it's she, most of her books aren't fantasy. Okay. No, I haven't. Do you like fantasy? I haven't like tried it. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm not recommending the fourth wing to you. I okay. just, it's her other books, but I don't know because I grew up on Twilight. <laughs> I grew Same. up, I read all the Hunger Games, like all of the fantasy books growing up, but those were not fantasy to me. Like Twilight was real life. Okay. It, I mean, it actually, it's it was so different than Harry Potter because yes. it was the normal oh, I, world. I loved Harry Potter too. So yeah. that's my other thing. So as I got older and I'm such a reader, everyone's like, you need to read like Akatar. You need to read fourth wing. Like, just trust me, trust me, trust me. I'm like two okay. books in Akatar. It's good. I'm not obsessed with it. Please don't kill me. I mean, me. it's also like smutty too. That's why people yeah, like it. Okay. Yes. Okay. And it's good. Like, don't I like the second half of it. It just is long and like I have to be in the mood for it. And I think maybe in the fall and winter, I'll be in the mood for it. Okay. So I need to give it some, I need some space. Okay. And then I'll, I'll regroup and I'll revisit. Fourth Wing was really good. Like, okay. I loved it pretty much immediately. It was still long. The last sentence of the book just like set me into a spiral. Huh. And the second book doesn't come out until November. It was so good. And like, I'm not a fantasy reader as an adult. Like that's not typically, that's not what I go for. I really liked it. But no, I think that you would like Rebecca Garris, like her other books. The one that I always forget it. It's the one with the mailbox in the front, like the things we leave unfinished or something. I don't know. That sounds familiar. Every book is like the, it ends with this. It's yeah. Like they're all the same. The man with which we both knew exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. They're yeah. all the same. Yeah. I'm like, let's find other titles. And I feel like you would like her books. Okay. I'll have to give them a try. I need some. I'm going on my honeymoon next week. So oh, I, need yeah. some, Where are you going? I need some books to France. Oh my God. So fun. Yeah. No. Yeah. We're doing. Was planning a honeymoon horrible or no? He did it. Oh. So like TBD on how it goes. Mm-hmm. Like love you. But there's a reason I plan the wedding. Yeah. So but it's nice because I, I simply couldn't also plan a honeymoon. I don't know how people go on honeymoons right after their wedding. I think it's amazingly romantic and I get why people do it. It's so like awesome. But the thought of planning a honeymoon and then going on it after the wedding and like packing for the wedding and the honeymoon was a concept I can't even wrap my mind around. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Was it weird though to just like come home and yes. be married? Yes, it was. So that's like a, a point for the honeymoon right after. But a point for not doing honeymoon right after is you get to like spread out the enjoyment a little bit. True. People talk about like post-wedding blues, which I didn't have, like I've said, because <laughs> I was so happy to not be planning the <laughs> wedding anymore. That, actually. Right. I mean, and also it helped that our wedding went well. But like now I'm, I have something to look forward to. But it was weird. Like we had a very mini, mini moon and then we went home like we had stuff to do. So, yeah. Yeah. I always think about that when people are working and it's like a Wednesday. And they're like, yeah, I get married this weekend. Oh, yeah. And then they come back to work on Monday. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It, I don't know why it just feels like you should be in a different reality. I don't it just feels weird. Yeah. And you will have the pictures to look at for a couple of weeks or whenever you get them. And then if you do like a video, you'll get that. But life pretty much goes back to normal, I would say. I did oh. feel like our relationship was different in a in a good way, but it's weird to like get married and then just go back to the same things. 
Yeah, that's just a very weird. I don't know. It's just like I can only imagine it's a very weird feeling. Yeah, it's hard to wrap your head around. How did you feel like your relationship was different? Just more commitment? Yeah, like I wasn't not that I was ever like afraid to be myself, but I felt even more strongly that I could be myself and like, what are you going to do? Like divorce me, (laughs) you know? No, but for real, like I felt so also it helped that we had like a really like religious wedding. I think that made it feel more like holy and like we were spiritual component. Yeah. And like we were doing something that people have done for like 3000 years. So I felt just very like grounded and connected. And he has been like such a fixture in my life for such a long time, but it was nice that like it became official, I guess. Just like I really, really have someone to rely on now, you know? It's beautiful. Thank you. Okay, to end off this episode, I want you to share your top three favorite pop culture moments. I already mentioned one, Spitgate from Don't Worry Darling, like obsessed (laughs) with every part of that whole press junket from the like Harry talking about nothing when he was asked a question to Spitgate to the Olivia flow, all of it. Another pop culture moment would probably be, oh, a recent one was Taylor Lautner like flipping mm-hmm. on the Eras tour stage to like enter as they were premiering the I Can See You music video. And a third one has to be North doing her performance at one of Kanye's Yeezy shows maybe four years ago. And you see Kim like crying. That was really sweet. Um, Really sweet. And like people make fun of it because she's just like screaming into the microphone and Kim's crying. But it's actually it was sweet to see like a little artist get up there and do her thing. No, it was sweet. Yeah. One of my faves. Okay, so you are my favorite Instagram follow. I've already told you this. So everyone should go follow. Where can they find you? Liz P. Woods on Instagram. Like I have other social media, but that's like my bread and butter. And I don't like I'm not as active on the other spots. So everything you you need, you can find Liz P. Woods. Anytime I have a question about anything pop culture, you're the first person that I go to. Like you're probably in my search box. And I'm like, the Scooter Braun stuff was happening. And I was like, let's see, you didn't know. So I was like, I'm never going to know. Yeah, (laughs) that's an honor. I'm flattered. And I hope that I can provide that for other people, too. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. I love y'all so much. And I will talk to y'all next Thursday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.